Hello, welcome to the Girl I Slept in My Makeup podcast by three sisters who live in three different states who are excited to talk to each other and also to learn and grow alongside of each of you. Uh, My name is Megan. I'm Kristen. And I'm Lauren. Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, sisters. Hi. Hi. I cannot believe that we are sitting here and it is halfway through the month of July. Um, July. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I Jan- love it. <laughs> January 2020. It's Woo. a new year, a new decade. It's so exciting. And we wanted to talk to you guys today about the subject of goal setting. And we thought it would be a great follow up to our episode five with Trevor McGregor on mindset. If you have not listened to that one, shameless plug here, go listen. Um, It is an unbelievable episode. We've gotten so much great feedback on it. And it's one of those that you might even want to listen to it more than once to soak in all the great stuff that he shares with us. It was just awesome to start your year. And there's so much out there, I think right now, just on being the new year and a fresh start and resolutions and goal setting. And hopefully you feel inspired and motivated and just excited to set your personal goals, whether it's personal business, um, family, however you do it. Um, I hope that you do feel inspired, but, um, Some of us might feel, I know I can get like this sometimes at the beginning of the year where it all just seems like a bit much. And even for someone like me who actually is not on social media, it still somehow is just in your face. And sometimes it can be overwhelming and, um, and maybe you just feel a little bit stuck and don't even know where to start. Maybe you don't even like resolutions, but I think goal setting is important um, no matter what, no matter what, and time no of matter year. what time of year. Oh, yeah. You just, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. No matter what time of year, too. And I th- we'll touch on that, too. But anyway, today we just kind of wanted to go chat with each other just about our thoughts on it and maybe share some of our personal uh, goals and journeys, too. So, yes. Yeah, I love that you said that because, um, you know, in the past, I, you know, have always felt like January 2nd, I have to like hit the ground running and have, you know, have everything planned out for the entire year and have all my goals ready to go. And um, I've done that so much to where I've actually psyched myself out in past years to where I'm like, I'm so overwhelmed. I actually just don't even do anything, which didn't serve me in the past. So this year, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing what I've done in the past. I'm actually just going to, the first week of January, literally, I spent just having fun with my husband. We watched all the movies. We were in pajamas most of the week. Um, and it was an awesome week. I'm not going to lie. But I will say, um, starting the next, second week of January, I was ready to hit the what's, – what's the saying? Hit the ground running? The ground running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was ready to get going, you know, and not – just because for me, I love like the January 1st, like the restart of the year. It's just a – time that I like to get going on things. So I think it's a good excuse, if nothing else, just to, you know, hop on the train, I guess, and to motivate yourself. So yeah, yeah. it really is. Um, So I just wanted to kind of share one of my biggest goals for this year. There are lots of goals, personal and professional, but I wanted to focus on one major one. Um, And that is 
to get to a place where I have the most energy and feel great in my jeans. <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, that is one of my biggest personal goals this year. Um, I will say in the past, I kind of shared this in a previous episode, I think on body image, where I was really one of those who just focused on fad diets. That's something I relied on most of my life. Um, but it's not been something that has been sustainable. It's not something that has lasted. Um, so for the first time ever, I am actually focusing on changing my lifestyle. Um, and that's actually something I've never done, which is crazy because I've heard of it, uh, but I've never actually tried it. So yeah. Yay. I'm so excited. I know. That's so exciting. Do Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Like what, what does that mean for you? Yeah. So I'll give an example. And this actually happened even like not long ago. So for my wedding, I was like, you know, I really got to kick it in gear. I want to feel my best for my wedding. So it wasn't necessarily a fad diet, but it was a very, it was a program where you lost weight very rapidly. So I lost literally 30 pounds in three months, which, you know, that's definitely not a lifestyle change. That's a quick fix. Right. Um, And after my wedding, I actually had surgery in May And unfortunately, the surgery that I had didn't work. And um, like I've done many times in the past, I let that kind of take me off course Mm -hmm. and tumble into um, some really bad habits, which I do. I don't know about y'all. Do y'all do that? Like where you'll be on track and then some life happens, something major happens, and then you're just like totally off course and stay off course for like ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think sometimes, especially for some reason with eating or working out, it's like, oh, I used to do that pretty bad in the past. I've in this last six months kind of gotten into such a routine that it hasn't thrown, nothing's thrown me off too bad yet. But I think we all do that. Like with eating, even when I've been trying to eat less sugar recently. And the other night I was just like having a bad night and I ended up going and just putting, you know, how much I love honey. I ate like spoonfuls of honey. <laughs> and then the next day I was just like, oh, I yeah. ate so much honey. That, whatever. I'm just going <laughs> to eat sugar. Like who cares? So yeah, yeah I totally do the same thing. Yeah. I think the issue is not getting knocked off course. I think the issue is not getting back on track even totally. when I've been knocked off course. Like not yeah. letting it. Um, yeah. Like not letting Affect it. Affect you. Yeah, just yeah. letting it be a little hiccup, but not yeah. destroy, destroy your goal or your habit. Destroy my habit. Yeah, exactly. My lifestyle. So that's why I want to change my lifestyle and change like my mindset around like lifestyle and not just go to the fad quick fix, which is usually a diet, a, you know, some kind mm-hmm. of diet. Yeah. So that's, you know, my plan. I'll just tell you what my weekly plan is, and that's um, to work out at least four times a week. Um, to cook dinner at least four times a week and to meal plan on Sundays, which all three of those things are very doable. Um, we, my husband and I have actually already implement that into our weekly lives and I'm excited because it's working and it's not like I'm losing a pound a day or anything, but I'm feeling good and, um, something I'm really going to, uh, promise myself is that if something happens, you know, even if we, cause it doesn't have to be surgery. It could be, we take a trip, you know, that could also cause me to go off course. So I'm promising myself and committing to that no matter what I get back on track and it's okay. And I'm not going to judge myself if I do fall off that course. Yeah. Yes. I yeah, like you don't that. Have to be perfect. And 
it kind of that goes along with something that I wanted to share just about goal setting in general is, you know, like we said, it's just everybody has those type of setbacks and can begin doubting whether we can either reach a goal or, you know, stay on track. Like, should I even continue to try, you know, for that goal? And so whenever we have that, it's what we call an action crisis, which is a crucial point where we decide to keep going or give up. And the science actually says that during these action crisis, there's an increase in our stress hormone, cortisol, as y'all know, which, yeah, which doesn't obviously help our performance. And so I think that in those moments, number one, it's just really important that we really believe and know the value and power of our inner voice and that we, you know, talk to that inner voice and that we just tell our mind, you know, keep going. (laughs) And, And I, yeah. And I kind of, whenever I was thinking about this, I thought of this kind of real life example that I thought I might share. It's a funny story and I'll try not to make it too long, but I think it just kind of, um, resemble, or it just is a good example of exactly what this is and, uh, or just an example of this. And so as, as you know, yeah, um, as you know, we lived in China for four years and a couple years ago, a group of moms, we signed up and committed to run the great wall of China in Beijing half marathon. And it just so happened that during this time period leading up to it, that my husband and I were negotiating and closing on one of our or our biggest real estate transaction to date. And so it was just a high stress time. I was averaging about four hours of sleep a night. I was not doing well with uh, taking care of myself and self care with the 13, 14 hour. D- time difference. You know, I was on calls in the middle of the night. So needless to say, while most of the moms out there hired a professional trainer to prepare for this race, I was training myself and not doing a very good job at that. And so not only was I, yeah, not only was I not probably physically prepared for, I call it a climb because there was more climbing than running, but, um, (laughs) but I was very sleep deprived. I just wasn't at my best. And, um, the night before that we were leaving to get on the train to Beijing, I literally got two hours of sleep. I was on a back to back conference calls all night. And, on top of that, I started my period and um I uh, came the day I came, of the race, right? Yeah, and I came so close to just being like, okay, maybe this is a sign I just shouldn't go, but I feel I like need- anybody else would have been like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going to run this race. I would have been done. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. So throughout this story, you'll see I had plenty of opportunities to kind of back out and give up. And, um, but I just knew that I would regret it if I didn't. So fast forward, we get to the start line and I had given myself a very, very attainable goal of (laughs) just two goals. One, to finish the race and two, to not ever stop. So I could walk if I needed to, but to try to run the whole time or jog. And if I needed to walk, great, but just not to stop and take any rest. Um, So fast forward to about three-fourths way through the race, and I had a 
real situation going on down there. And I couldn't even run correctly because it was time to change the tampon. And there were no bathrooms in sight. In the last part of the race, you run through this very, very local village and where it's just dirt and farms and sweet local people out there cheering you on. But I finally reached this place where it was isolated. I didn't see a soul in sight. And so I hopped over this little bobbed wire fence and went and hid behind a tree to try to take care of business. And right as I was pulling down my pants, it was like magic and uh, like this old, this <laughs> old, just like imagining you. I know. Like, I, oh I, I almost wish that I had a friend. I was by myself. I almost wish that a friend was with me to like witness this situation. But this man, like 90 year old man came out of nowhere and with holding this like huge big stick and just startled me. And so I jumped up, pulled my pants on. I was like, ni hao. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just ran off. And needless to say, I kept running and I, I did finish the race and I did it without stopping minus that little episode where I was trying to take oh care of business. Gosh. And um, like yeah. I think that I, out of our mom friends that went, I think that I was probably the last to finish, but I I did finish and I did meet my goals. And so, but during that last, probably about three miles, I literally was having to tell myself, I think I even was saying it out loud, like, you can do this, keep going, you can do this. And so I think it's just so powerful what our minds, you know, what our minds can do if we give it that power. Yeah, that's unbelievable because like yesterday in Orange Theory, I'm ha- I had to run for 23 minutes straight without stopping uh-huh. and I thought I was going to die. So <laughs> <laughs> and I have coaches there like yelling at me. It's like and it always helps me too. They're like your mind gives out before your body. Your mind gives out before your body. And I'm like, yes. "Yes." So I don't know how you did that, but I love how powerful your mind is. And it's inspiring to me and I'm sure lots of others. Well, and like I said, or I hope I said at the beginning, like I don't share that to toot my horn. And I think um, anybody in that situation would have done the same because you just, it's, you know, it's such an incredible experience and, um, you know, to not, yeah. not finish it that close to the finish line would have been, I would have been yeah. disappointed. <laughs> I know, but I do think it is an inspirational story of, you know, when you have all the reason in the world to give up, choose not to, it's hard to do, but I think that's yeah. the biggest lesson yeah, and there. I think just believe it's a way in, to go. Yeah. Just believing in that, the power of that inner voice, cause it really does work. So love it. Yeah. Megan, do you have um, oh, good. one of what's your one of your biggest goals this year? Yeah, so I've gotten probably more organized than I ever have in January. I usually always do a vision board um of but I've never really written. Well, actually that's not true. I always write down my goals, but this year feels a little different for me. Um I just did a, basically an exercise where I wrote down like my top 10 goals and then I'm picking one to focus on at a time. Um and then what I'm doing every morning is my goal is to wake up an hour earlier than I was so that I can write down um five things I'm grateful for every morning and then write down all 10 of my goals and then the one that I'm focusing on now. Um and I'll share that one with you. So 
kind of the bigger outlining goal of this goal is that we want to save um, a certain amount of money for the year. And I'm starting with meal planning every Sunday to not only lead to that saving money, but also it leads to living a healthy lifestyle. Um, It kind of leads to all areas of my life, to be honest. And if you don't know this about me, I typically hate cooking um, and (laughs) meal planning. Like I get annoyed literally that that has to be a part of my life. I'm just really negative about it. And so, yeah, I decided this year I'm going to change my mindset and decide I love to cook and meal plan. And can I just can I just add a quick (laughs) little side note? When we when I lived in the same city as Megan, I this is Lauren and I don't mind cooking and especially I don't mind cooking for people who appreciate it. And I used to cook meals and Megan would come home or stop by after work and pick up meals for her and her husband and they were both like so appreciative of it. So y'all were so fun to cook for. I kind of miss those days. Like our lifelong dream goal is that we have a personal chef because it (laughs) would just change our life. (laughs) Hey, put it Uh, out there. You never know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But for now, I'm going to get good at cooking and or maybe not great, but, you know, decent at cooking, at least enjoy it. And it's only been two weeks, so I can't say, I mean, I'm an expert at anything, but I have completed the two weeks of meal planning and cooking every night. And then I do, I did cook some of the meals on Sundays and then I still cook a little bit during the week. I basically made a menu for the week and it just kind of took the guessing game out of it where every night we're not like, what are we going to eat? And same with breakfast. Because I think a big part of what throws me off um, from hitting goals or just throws me off for the day is morning routine and nighttime routine with two toddlers. It kind of can get insane. So having more of this schedule already beforehand has already helped um, exponentially. I'm just excited to honestly continue doing it and see where it kind of frees up my time down the road once I've gotten to a really good habit of it. Yeah, Love I like it. that. Is there a tool that you could share that like has helped you most um, in the past, in the future, in the present um, with goal setting and following through with um, conquering those goals? I think just uh, similar to what I did with my workout goal this last year, it's starting small. I think I used to always just dream big and have all these big ideas, but I never followed through because I was just overwhelmed. So my, I mean, I don't know if it's a tool, but my biggest thing is just starting with one thing. Like I had all these big dreams still that I wrote down and I was like, okay, but where do I start? And I saw meal planning as the one that was like, screaming at me, but I wanted to ignore it. But I was like, nope, that's it. I have to do it. <laughs> that's your um, sign. That's my sign. So I was like, I think that's kind of my tool is just focusing on one thing at a time. And, you know, I know I have these other goals there as well, but I'm just going to focus on this. And then I kind of have what I'll probably focus on next lined up. So that would be mine. And then also writing, truly writing them down every single day. I think it seems like an annoyance or you don't have time for that, but it literally takes me less than five minutes and I write down my gratitudes and my goals every single day. And I think it's just a great reminder. It's in the back of your mind and it kind of pushes you to work towards them when you know you've written them down, or at least for me. Yeah. Yeah, Actually, Megan, it's funny. I was reading this article and it 
it actually said that, or they did this, this study that showed that people who only thought about their goals and, or maybe wrote them down once, but didn't revisit them, that they, um, actually succeeded less than 50% of the time on meeting those goals versus the people who wrote down their goals and revisited them daily and enlisted friends to help them by sending, whether it's like regular progress reports or just checking in. And those people succeeded closer to 75% of the time. So I think there is like true studies that show the power in writing things down and revisiting them often. Yeah. And that actually reminds me of one of my biggest and favorite tools that I've been doing since high school, um, which is actually creating a vision board. And I choose to do it every, you know, beginning of every year. Um, And it's amazing just taking it further from writing down is actually visualizing it too. I I know for me, I'm a very visual person. So seeing a picture of my, you know, ultimate goals and trust me, some of those pictures stay on there for a long time. There's one of a mansion that will be on there for probably 30 years. I don't know. (laughs) But um, it's amazing what I've put on there and what I've been able to accomplish and see at the end of the year. Um, And I think it just says something that, you know, this is something I look at every day. I put it in my office and it makes me focus and see what I'm working towards every day on top of writing it down. So if you haven't done, yeah. And if you haven't done a vision board, I highly suggest it. I'm actually throwing a girl's vision board making party tomorrow night with all my girlfriends. So, um, it's going to be super fun. That's so fun. I love that idea. (laughs) Love it. That's really cute. Um, Well, for me, I'm just going to be completely honest. And we were out of the country and got back about six days ago. And my husband and I, we decided on uh, this holiday that we normally, whenever in the past when we've gone on holidays, it actually is a great opportunity to kind of sit and reflect. And it would be a great time for goal setting, but not so much fun for our son. But um But we actually told ourselves this trip, we were going to just be present and enjoy it and relax and have fun. My, it was the, um, our only holiday for the year. And my husband just really needed to, and, you know, not think really. So, um, I still, we, we usually sit down and do it together. And so we still need to do that. He's out of town right now, but when he gets back, that's on the to-do list. So, um, I don't have specifics on like week daily or weekly goals. However, I will say that just kind of big picture things that I was telling myself that I wanted to improve on was one, I want to allow myself to just sit and relax every once in a while, like be in tune with my bot when my body's telling me that it needs me to sit, to actually listen to it without feeling guilty or shame. And I think sometimes I, I don't know if I'm, I guess I'm judging myself, but it's just silly really. And it's just a, I think it's just a personality thing, but, um, I just want to give myself permission more often to do that. And then I, (laughs) I also want to get, 
concur to that um being staying with you it's like i'm like she's always cleaning y'all like yeah, always always i'm like can you just sit for a second you're too busy all the time yeah. i know i feel bad because i never especially if guests but what's funny is i do that even when it's just the my just us here i mean chris feels my husband feels the same way he's like you know the dishes can wait or whatever and and i do try to tell myself that but and i but w- with y'all like having guests here, I hope I never like make anybody feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like I never expect anybody else to be up moving, but yeah. No, I just wish I had a little bit more of you. Like no. I, I need to find a little <laughs> bit more balance in that area. So <laughs> well, we can balance Same. each other out. <laughs> no. Um, but anyway, so I also want to do a better job about checking in on um, a regular basis on not only my goals, but also my whys. And if you listen to the episode on mindset, we or Trevor talks about uh, how important whys are, but I need to do a better job at checking in with those whys and just looking at them more often. So Megan, I love your idea about writing the goals out and even my why I probably, I want to just print my whys out and have them maybe in a few different rooms in my house. Um, and so I want to get better at that. And then I also, with my personality, I'm already kind of hard on myself. And so in the past I have noticed that I choose to set goals that I feel are definitely attainable. That doesn't mean that I do attain them every year, but I set ones that I think are, I can, are attainable. And so I don't know if you're, if people are familiar with smart goals, but one of those, um, I think the A does stand for attainable or achievable. And so while I think those type of goals are very important, um, I want to allow myself to just dream more and to dream big and to just kind of let my mind go with that. And, I think in the past, what has uh, stopped me from doing that is I think for me, and I'm making this up, it's just in my mind, but I think there's a difference between like letting yourself dream and then versus like living in a fantasy. (laughs) And so I don't want to step into the fantasy zone of where I think for me that can uh, take away from me actually doing the things that, well, I don't even no, if I'm explain, this is probably confusing, but in my mind no, it makes sense. I think I know it. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying. You want to l- allow yourself to dream big, but you don't want to live in a fantasy world. Is basically what you're saying. Yeah, right? yeah. It also you. reminds me of that saying, like hope is not a strategy. So although hope is an amazing, it's a great thing. It's also not a strategy. So yeah. it's like if you have a big dream, you have to also um, be strategic about it and make a plan. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Yeah, but I I like that you brought that up, Lauren, because I think a lot of people don't let themselves dream big. They don't think they deserve it or they can reach it. And it's just like, let yourself. It's not going to hurt anything to write Mm -hmm. out all the things you really, really want. And then you can kind of narrow it down to how you can get there. Uh, So I think that's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I... uh, Going off that too, I just want to mention. Um, so, f- one of my girlfriends actually 
she texted me the other day and was like, Hey, I'm just going to be super, I'm going to be vulnerable right now and just let you know, like, I love your podcast. But the other day I was listening to the mindset episode and I just boohooed in the shower listening to it. And she was like, I'm just going to be honest and let you know, like, I'm just struggling. And first off, I was so happy that she was willing to be so vulnerable and honest with me. And I was like, well, what is going on? And just disclaimer, she's a brand new mama, first time mama. And she's just like, you know, I'm just mourning my old life and I'm just struggling. And um, I just felt like, oh man, you know, like mamas. And I know you two can speak to this more than I can because I'm not a mom, but like, you've got to be grace, give yourself some grace. And I want y'all to kind of speak on it more um, since y'all two are both mama bears. I was just going to ask Kristen, did she mention like what part or what about that episode made her cry? I think it's just like, she's just struggling um, and she's mourning her old life and just feeling like not herself and just Mm -hmm. like, she does, I feel probably, she didn't exactly say, but just my guess would be like, she's overwhelmed and is probably feeling like there's no way I can even try to implement all these things. I can't even probably, you know, keep my eyes open. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. So I would say for me, I, I think Lauren and me can relate completely. I'll kind of tell my side and then Lauren, if you want to talk, but the, The thing about the first year of a baby's life is you just have to give yourself grace. And for me with Joe, my first, I did not give myself a lot of grace because I just, it was my first time. And I think a lot of first time moms do that because it does feel like when the babies aren't, the babies aren't sleeping and you don't get sleep, you, you aren't yourself. (laughs) I mean, it's simple. You're just not yourself and it's totally normal to mourn your previous life in a way, but also love your baby so much. There's just so much happening in that first year. So with my second child, I definitely realized like that first year does go a lot faster than you think it will. And once that first year, at least for me was over, I did feel more like myself again. Um, And so just, yeah, tell her to give herself grace and not to be trying to do any sort of huge goal setting or anything at this point. I mean, just focus on loving yourself, loving that baby, give yourself time and you'll start feeling back to yourself soon. Like we definitely don't want to put pressure on people. Like you have to goal set or anything like that. It, you know, it's all in, everybody's in different life stages. So she should be giving herself like a huge high five just for keeping that sweet baby alive. That's her only daily goal (laughs) to be. But I just think in general, you know, I don't know. um, I just think in general with moms, if I could go out there and speak to a crowd of mamas, it would just be let go of the self-judgment, of the self-expectations, of the comparison. Just do, you're enough, like do the best that you can. And that is, you are enough exactly the way that you are. God gave you this precious new baby because he knew that you would be the perfect mother for it. And there's, I mean, it's really just what this podcast is about. It's just love yourself. And, you know, I think that it is completely normal um, to mourn your old life pre pre babies. And that's totally okay, I think. And 
your life probably, it won't ever be the same, but it'll, it won't be the same in the most beautiful way in time. As time goes on, you know, you just realize that more and more, but like Megan said, the first year, especially you're in such a daze. I mean, it's just, let's just admit it. It's hard. It's hard. It's crazy. It's just silly. I mean, it's laughable. I think laughing actually for me, I, (laughs) I, I mean, I still have days to this day where it's like, you know what? All you can do is laugh and just literally laugh out loud. And then you'll start like, it'll just make you keep laughing. Oh yeah. It's therapy. Yeah. I remember when many nights when Rowan wasn't sleeping and then Joe wasn't sleeping. So then we had two kids not sleeping and it was the middle of the night and I thought I was going to literally lose my mind. And me and Bobby, thank God we have, I have somebody to laugh with because I would just look at him and we would just start dying laughing. And we were like, what, what, what are it's, we doing? Like, how did this happen? Yeah. There's no instruction book that comes home from the hospital. And I think having friends that are also at that stage of life is important too. And there's resources out there if you don't, but me, you know, even if it's just one mommy friend who has a baby about the same age as yours and you'll be going through the steps or the stages at the same time, that's super helpful just to even have one friend to to just count on and rely on and who just gets it without even having to say the words. But also, Kristen, I think that I would tell your friend that, you know, it probably would do serve her well to any any podcast topic that she sees just on mindset or you know, all these intense beginning of the year stuff, social media, whatever, I would just say steer clear of it and just focus on what you can do and, you know, whatever, make a list instead, just make a list and maybe goals of what she can do to take care of herself. And whether that means like one bubble, bubble bath a week or whatever it is, focus on that and focus on taking care of yourself and that precious baby and yeah, yeah. I was going to say, does it help to like maybe at least implement something that makes you feel like yourself again? Oh, absolutely. Um, if you can. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. what I was going to say. One thing she could do um, is just, I mean, you can still set goals for yourself, but just start small. Uh, like I've been saying, and when I say small, literally small, where um, you could go on one date with yourself a month or something where you just go get your nails done or go get a massage, just get out of the house on your own. I know even in the beginning for me, sadly, going to the grocery store was like a huge, it felt so good. (laughs) So I don't know if she's getting out of the house much on her own, but I think a lot of moms, when they're first time moms, they don't want to leave their babies. It's like a very odd feeling. You're like tethered to this baby, but I just encourage moms to kind of force themselves to leave their baby with either um, their husband or, you know, a mom or mother-in-law or whoever they feel comfortable with. And just, even if it's just an hour, like get out of the house by yourself. Yeah. (laughs) That helped me at least. Yeah. I feel like we could have a whole episode just on mom guilt. That's another thing that you made me think of, Megan, is just the guilt. Like, let go, give yourself the gift of letting go of the guilt. There's, it just, uh, it does nothing good for us. And I, I mean, obviously, as moms, we get it. It's like this constant love hate battle where it's like, I want to be around you 24 seven. I can't leave you. But then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going effing crazy and I'm going to lose my mind. I have to get away from you. (laughs) So, um, but I think just, I know just let, we all have the mom guilt, but let's just let it go. I mean, let it go. Like Elsa says. Yeah. Let it go. Okay. I love all that. 
Yeah, Should we do I, our challenge for the week? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had an idea just because it's about goal setting and doing our goals. I thought maybe it could be revolved around that. So I wanted to say, how about we, um, you know, we have our goals and why don't we pick um, a few or all of them and not only write them down, but then share them with each other, our friends, our family, and even social media um, just to help keep us accountable on whatever goals you decide to share uh, with everyone around you. What do y'all think of that? Sounds good. Yeah, I like it. Should we like add to it. it? Is it good? No, I like it. Write down. No, I think it's good. However many goals you wish and share it with whomever you wish. <laughs> yes. At cool. least one. You have to share at least one of those goals this year. So yes. yeah. Well, guys, we think this was a fun conversation and we thank you for hanging out with us once again. And I'd like to remind our listeners that if you love what you're hearing and love hanging out with us, please do us a, a huge favor. It would mean so much to us and go over to wherever you are listening to us and give us a five star if you would and a review that would be so amazing and we just love you guys so much and we will see you next week thanks guys yes yeah and you can find us at on instagram at slept in my makeup podcast so if you want to come follow us along there we do some fun little stories too please do and give us any and all feedback we would love to hear from you guys Yes. Y'all have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.